folks, my name is Dirish Bally, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. Today we're going to be talking about design, design thinking, design strategy. What are we trying to do and why is it so damn important in the world? If you think about it, we're all branding ourselves in a different way, right? It could be for business, could be for personal, or just you. You just want to look cool. It could be just anything. And today I have a person who who thinks design and only thinks design when it comes to design. Did I say design four times? I think I did, or three times. It doesn't matter, but this is all what we're going to be talking about. And it's all about personal branding, how to brand yourself, how to design yourself, and why logos are important. Those are the things that we'll be discussing today, and those are the words we'll be using. So I have Joshua on this call today, and he's an amazing person. Chatting with him almost a month ago, maybe more, I'm not really sure. But we had a great time, and he's a great person to chat with. Joshua, how are you, and thanks for coming to uh, Back to Basics. Yeah, doing well. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. Excited. Thank, thank you again, Joshua. So before we talk about you know, the design and all the logo stuff and personal branding and all the other items, what does Back to Basics mean to you? Yeah, back to basics means um, it's interesting because you would naturally hear it and begin to think of, I have to go backwards. Um, but it really, I think it's uh, what I kind of call the rubber band effect in a sense, which is to pull back to shoot further and farther. Um, and so to me, it, it means that. To me, it's, it's less of turn around and go backwards, but more so pause, pull something back to be able to shoot and you know have momentum and project kind of further and farther. Um, so yeah, that's what it kind of means to me. Drop the metaphor in there for you as well. So hopefully people can visualize that. Of course, of course. Thank you. Thank you again, Joshua. And then, you know, I want to read a sentence that you actually mentioned on the calendar when I asked you what does back to basic mean to you. And you said stripping away where we have people have gotten distracted. Mm -hmm. Do you think you uh, uh, stick with that answer, you think? I I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's that's that pulling back for a moment. That's the quieting the noise. Yeah. Um, we're, we're always moving forward and there's kind of always momentum and we grab a hold of a bunch of things that kind of cloud our vision, our ideas, our strategies. And so that's that like pull backwards for a moment, get away from like all of the noise and all of the, the like, you should go this way forward, talk. Um, and yeah, strip it away and just basically like pause for a moment and begin to actually intentionally think um, and then go forward. I bet we go, we, we move forward a little different and in a different direction if we can take that moment to like pull back and pause. Yeah step away from all of the the uh, cloudiness you know yeah 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 thank you thank you again Joshua, for answering that question and thank you again for coming on the show definitely an honor you know uh joshua i've i've seen your work and i've seen what you do and then you created this company also and we're going to discuss that later on but what does design mean to you i mean is design really really important yeah, yeah, it's a great question. Uh, it's a loaded question. Uh, we don't, are we doing this in four parts? Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but no, design. Um, wow, uh, I would say it's about usage, right? Design is really about things being created. Um, we'll get into human-centered design a little later. Uh, but everything's designed, if you think about it. I mean, the size of the screen, the pen that people hold, if people still use pens and, you know, do kinetic writing or whatever it may be. But from the iPhone to the cup, the coffee cup I'm holding, it was all created. Like design literally means to create. That's really what it is. And, you know, unfortunately, there's like Forbes and a bunch of other people that sexy up the word and, you know, all these other things. But at the end of the day, it means to create something. Now, we'll get into if something's designed properly or not. We'll have that conversation later. Um, but everything is created everything's designed yeah 
Mm. Yeah, thank you, thank you again. Is it is it because that I'm trying to design a logo because it looks cool, or do you want to tell a story? Yeah, that's a great question. So it kind of it kind of links to a little bit of my story and my discipline a little bit. Uh, my background is in like design thinking, and that was a really kind of sexy term for a while. And um, the world was just about design thinking, design thinking, design thinking. Um, but my career background has been in human services and business for a while. And so as I started to enter into the world of design thinking, which is super attractive and sexy and it was beautiful. And I realized I wasn't crazy. There were people that think like me. Um, I started to realize that there was something missing. Mm. It was something like actually missing from it. Cause design thinking is about a series of tools that you hope would transform the way that you think it's about a toolbox of having methods and strategies and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and what I realized was everything was designed, everything was created, but it doesn't mean that it was created um, with people, hmm. like, like with people. And so we might create a logo because we want it, uh, an icon or a logo or a brand or whatever it may be or ourselves because we want it to be cool. Hmm. But that doesn't mean that it drives the behavior that you really want. Yeah, yeah. You did it, at that point, you designed something for you. Mm. which is self-centered versus what I would kind of call, then we go into human-centered, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, I wanted to look this because I want this attention and I want this coolness. So at that point, it wasn't designed for other people to engage with it. It was designed for you to engage with it. Mm. Um, and that's the difference of human-centered design versus design thinking is that anything can be created, uh, but who's it created with, mm. with in mind? Like who, who is that person? What's the behavior that you really want to create for? Um, and with, so that's kind of the difference between the two, but yeah, they might design a logo and that's great. Uh, but I have a series of questions around that logo. How do you want people to engage with it? What's the emotion you want to provoke? What strategies are going to come out of it? How will it be used in the market? All these things people don't typically think about because they just design it for them. Yeah. 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 Thank, thank you again, Joshua. So I'm, I'm going to ask you uh, a twisted question. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> for example, in different, different countries, the colors mean differently. For example, sure. why I say that is, let's say in the States, we have a white color. The first thing comes in your white is a, a white wedding dress, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when you go to India and why, uh, you know, wear white, that it means that you're going to a funeral, okay? Black, when you're wearing in, in the States, that's a funeral. Black sure. in India or something like that in other countries sounds like a party dress. Right, right. right. So why is color so important? I mean... What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, you know, color drives. It's so funny. I think um, there's some mental stimulation around it, like, which is why you see a lot of like fast food changes uses red because apparently red stimulates hunger. Right. Um, and all of these other things. But at the end of the day, visualization is a thing. Right. Visualization. And we call it and internally. We call it visual thinking. Right. It's a real thing. Um, what color, how something looks, how it's positioned can drive a thought, right? Driving a thought, connecting head and heart and all that other good stuff. So colors are selected to be able to drive a level of engagement, hmm. a level of somberness, a level of excitement, um, a level of um, forward thinking, momentum. I mean, they all represent things, you know, from green to blues to reds, things like that. Hmm. Um, so colors represent something and they should kind of go hand in hand with the strategy if you want to create. So why you see like a Chick-fil-A, a KFC, you know, yeah. a Burger King, a McDonald's, right? You know, there's red in almost all of that. You right. know, why? You yeah. know, and so red stimulates hunger. Um, and so choosing the right visualization to go with the right behavior you want to create or strategy you want to create, mm -hmm. probably it makes a good point, you know, um, to, I would lean, to lean into that. So it's like color language in a sense. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. something different that I'm going to do right now, Joshua, so I've, which I've not done before uh, on the show. Uh, I want so to. So the first time we're about to literally drop a bomb for the first yeah, time. Yeah, we are. So, so I want people to understand that yes, you are listening on the audio platform, but then we also have a YouTube channel also. So if you guys are watching, I think you'll understand what I'm doing here. So if you want to listen and watch go to my YouTube channel and take a look at that. So Joshua, if I do this to you, okay, what does that stimulate to you? Because now I changed the color of the background. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so it's a yellowish green. And so at that point, I immediately want to go outside. Yeah. I immediately want to go outside. It communicates that, you know, there's a, a breathability to it. Mm. Um, there's a, a kind of a nature effect to it. Um, it naturally creates a space that's bigger than a, a closed off, you know, thinking so i need immediately it connects me to want to go into a space that's bigger than me yeah 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 okay and how about this one yeah yeah i love it so it obviously shifted from like a blue green um in a sense it's kind of moving uh right now but immediately stimulates ocean right it immediately stimulates movement right that's what we're really talking about there's like a dynamic element to it so there's like power dynamic and movement hmm. and finally the, the original uh, color that we had so what are your thoughts on this color yeah. So, you know, you got a bit of like a forest green gray type of situation happening. Um, and so what's really cool about it, it communicates comfort and security, right? And safety. And so this lets you know, it feel, even though it feels a little bigger because it's in that green family, mm. uh, it's like a real like visual hug. You know, it, left, it lets you like, there's like a strength and comfort and security attached to, to this visual color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Joshua. I, I just thought to test you as to what those colors are to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Everyone is different. And whoever's listening and whoever's watching and you saw the three colors, please comment and let me know what are your thoughts. And if Joshua is wrong, let's prove him wrong, okay? Or if Joshua is right, let's uh, collaborate and say, yeah, you know, thumbs up. You know, we, we want to understand the design uh, analysis from other people. I think... Uh, Joshua will learn from you guys, and I'll learn from you, uh, Joshua, too, at the same time, and that's what we do here. So, Joshua, thank you again for your feedback there. Now, your company, which is Spill Team, okay, there's a few things that I have a, a question about, okay? One is, Spill, I think I understand because you're spilling something, but why is a team spelled with two E's instead of an A-M? Right. Love it. Yeah. So the word team is actually an old English word uh, for teeming or brimming over. Mm -hmm. It actually means to, to brim over. Uh, but so the two words combined are a little interesting because when you have the word spill, uh, behaviorally and mentally, psychologically, it's immediately that's a no-no, right? That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a problem. Um, that means we have to clean something up and get it back to perfect or get it back to where it's whatever it may be. And so then you have team, which is to kind of slowly brim over, right? The top. Um, and so it's all very intentional and purposeful. And so what I kind of tell people, if I could fast forward a quick story, um, I often say that if um, we're out having coffee or tea, beautiful cup, you know, here, and um, you have a waiter or waitress and they're pouring into your, or, or coffee into your cup um, and they get to a place of like really close to the top. You're just, we're engaging in conversation, but you look over at your cup. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop for a second. Stop. Like you're getting too close because, you know, at that point now, if the table gets bumped, it's. Mm -hmm. There's a whole situation happening. Or if you, now you have to do one of the walk and sip things, which is like walk and sip, you it's a wrap. It's, it's, it's going all over the place. What's interesting is that they cross the point of safety for you. Mm -hmm. And you're like, whoa, 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 stop for a second. 
But in reality, there was still more room in the actual cup. But it got uncomfortable and it got dangerous. And so we were like, hey, just stop there. Hmm. Just stop there for a moment and I'll be good. It's just enough for me. And so that actually happens in our thinking also. Hmm. We will innovate and pour in and challenge only to the point where it's safe. Hmm. The moment it becomes unsafe for us mentally, psychologically, or behaviorally, we'll say, whoa, 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 stop for a second. That's enough innovation Mm. or that's enough creativity Mm. because the other half of this puts me in a position where I have to maneuver and have to be a little cautious and I have to be vigilant and mindful at the table. I have to pay attention to all these other things. Mm. So here's a, here's an example. That was coffee, Mm. but if they were pouring in money, would we say, whoa, 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 stop for a second. Suddenly there's no safety margin, right? Right. Suddenly we don't even see a safety margin because what we saw being poured into was value. And so at the end of the day, what we have to do when we're being challenged or changed is to be able to change our belief in our value system Hmm. is that although something is being poured in and challenging that safety margin, it doesn't mean it isn't good for us. It doesn't mean it has value. Hmm. So that's the idea of spilling. The idea is like remove the safety margin, pour in nothing but value, lean into the challenge and like spill on purpose. Like that's where that comes from. It's like do it intentionally, let it overflow, let it team over, let it brim over. Um, and it's a win-win, but you have to be able to lean into the difficulty. You have to be able to kind of deal with that safety margin. And that's kind of the spill team as a whole. The spill mm-hmm. team dives into like organizations and with people, uh, with companies, with we've done with higher ed, local government, and we dive into that safety margin. Mm-hmm. And like, hey, let's get rid of the whoa, 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 stop for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't plan that, but there you go. That's spill team as a whole. That's why it's team, uh, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So yeah, hopefully that was yeah. Thank you again, Joshua. So uh, here's a question for you. Right? You have a logo, which is almost like a, a spill of the, of the coffee, right? Mm-hmm. Or you have that logo there. So can you explain what that design actually means? Because yeah. It, it, yeah. I'm asking because some people, they need to understand that when they create a logo, it actually has a story behind it. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's really that. Like what I just explained is literally um, all summed up in the visual of the icon. Yes. It's literally that cup. That cup represents our, our thought process. It represents our brain. It represents uh, what holds this beautiful thing up here. And the idea is when you deal with the safety margin, you will spill over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, re- that literally represents everything there. And so it's a beautiful time when we're working with people. They identify so much with that icon. Mm-hmm. It's like they literally walk out of a room with us and like, I just did that. Like that icon represents everything that happened to me in my thoughts, in my creativity, in my strategies. Mm. Um, and so that icon represents the entire story of Life Spill Team. Mm. And more so what happens when people work with us or engage with us. It's like that actually is what takes place for them. Yeah, so Safety margins are removed and they're spilling over, teaming yeah. over. Yeah. So, Joshua, thank you again for explaining about that. Uh, here's a funny question. This is a coffee uh, cup. So have you thought that why not a beer cup or a soup cup? Yeah, yeah. So I would say coffee cup is probably the most universal, but at the end of the day, I think you can put anything in it, right? You can put tea in it. You can put water in it. Put some beer in it. And like Zoom, at this point, plenty of people, you have no idea this is coffee. This can be whiskey in my cup. Um, you know, so kind of get, it's more universal. It's inclusive. It's diverse. Um, it can be anything's in it, but it fits, it fits all our thinking. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah, oh, the other option was a wine glass, but you know, we we decided to go with that. Yeah, yeah. No, as they say, five p.m. is somewhere around the world, right? So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So thank you again for explaining that. So the now the thought process is: Why should we care about personal branding? A person who's working a nine-to-five job, 
why do we have to care what we dress, how we style, how we walk? Do we put a watch on, not a watch on? Do we have clean or a clean uh, beard? I mean, what are your thoughts uh, on that part? Yeah, yeah, it's, little, it's, it's tough because um, the decision of what should we wear and how should we look and we should shave it or, you know, I've been follically challenged my whole life, so there's always a shave situation happening. Um, but at the end of the day, it is around personal brand. And uh, it probably starts with me giving the definition of brand in a sense. And so brand by definition is literally a person's gut feeling whenever interacting with another person, service, product, or company. Hmm. It's gut feeling, hmm. right? So at the end of the day, we, we live in a visual world. Hmm. It is what it is, right? We live in a world that is visually stimulating and creates a brand. I mean, your favorite coffee shop or your favorite restaurant has a brand recognition. It's why you'll drive and inconvenience yourself 20, 30 minutes to get that favorite steak or veggie meal or whatever it may be. There's a brand attached to that. So our visual representation plays a part with creating. And, and the second part of brand is that you cannot force people to do it or create it, but you can influence it. And so the goal is if we can, if we own that, if we own that, we have the power to visual, to influence someone's gut feeling around a person, product, service, or company, you'd mm. think you would care a little more, mm. right? And mm. not care a little more to be the next person or to look the next way or to act the next way, but care a little more simply because you have the power to influence a person's gut feeling. Mm. And I think there's data around 86% of our decisions are based off of feeling. Yeah. That is like, that yeah, is true. That is so true. I mean, yes, we are living in a visual world also. That is so damn true. But we're also living in the audio world. Do you think audio also needs to be branded too? Yeah, think about it. I mean, if you, if you take a moment and it, whoever's listening to this, if they take a moment and close their eyes while listening to it, uh, mentally they're visualizing. Yeah. Right. The brain's stimulating. The brain's going of uh, we might be talking about a tree sitting in the middle of a, a, a ocean on an island or something like that. Next thing you know, it without seeing it, they're visualizing it. Yeah. Right. And so it, all of our senses are connected. Right. Our smells and things of that nature. And so um, from audio to sensory to visualization to to mental thoughts, whatever it may be, it's all connecting to us seeing something. Let it be seeing it's there or seeing it's not there. Uh, but at the end of the day, I believe we're a brilliant people and we don't have to like just see it in front of us. You can listen to an audio book and it's why people can, with their words, create a picture. Mm. What does that even mean, right? With mm. their words, create a picture, mm. right? That literally means that they are, with their words, they can actually mentally help someone visualize what they're not actually seeing. Yeah. Um, so that's the power of audio as well. So it's all around visualization. It's all around one creating a visual or creating an atmosphere where someone can think visually. Yeah, that's true. Uh, when it comes to audio also, it really depends on what type of story you're telling when you're absolutely like talking because you might be thinking there's a bird in the background, but the other people might be thinking there's a parrot at the back. You know, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, an image. So I mean, it could be anything like that. So yeah, you're, you're really right on that part. You know, the other question I had is, we've talked about a lot about personal branding and design and color and all that fun stuff. Now the question is that a person who wants to get into design thinking, what do they need to do? do I'm not a design thinker. I'm just giving an example, right? Sure. How would I train myself to be a design designer? Yeah, yeah. It's, no, that's, that's tough. Um, so it all starts with like how we think and see things, right? Uh, one of the biggest things, one of the first steps in, in human-centered design 
um, is the three phases are understand, explore, materialize, right? And so inside of those phases, there's some more micro strategies, but we don't have to get into that today. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the first phase is around um, empathizing, right? It's understanding, which is empathizing to find. So let's just go with that. What that really means is the ability to take in information before adding de- a definition or judgment to it. And we hear judgment, we immediately think bad and all this other stuff, but that's just nonsense. And we were trained as kids to think of judgment that way or consequence, right? You hear the word consequence and everyone's like, oh my gosh, punishment. Mm-hmm. But what if you got straight A's and the consequence to your actions of your straight A's was me taking you for ice cream? Suddenly you have a different relationship with consequence. Mm-hmm. So go to say that when I say judgment, it doesn't mean what everyone thinks it is. So judgment is to define some, define an answer or uh, define a situation to it, right? Mm-hmm. So in, in the first step in human-centered design is to empathize. That is one's ability to take in as much information, unbiased information, doing your best to take in unbiased information without casting judgment. Mm-hmm. That alone, how hard is that for humans and people? Mm-hmm. To take in information without casting judgment to it. It's like when someone gives us a problem, we immediately have a solution to it. And then they're like, hey, I just needed you to listen. Mm-hmm. We lack the ability to take in information. So what we did is we took that information and ran it through a bias. And now we're gonna come up with some ideas to a bias inter- filtered interpretation of something mm-hmm. and go to solve that problem. Right. So going back to training ourselves, it is the ability to be able to take information first, then go and create decisions or definitions to it. And that alone is hard. People struggle with that alone. They try to take in information, interpret and solve at the same time. Mm -hmm. We're not built that way. We're not designed that way. Um, And so that's one big thing. The other that's just one tool and one takeaway is to be able to challenge our bias when looking at information. Right. That's one big thing. Empathy is the ability to take in research and information from another person's perspective, not interpret it as our own. We're not there yet. Right. Um, The second part to that is uh, what I would probably say is the ability to embrace paradox. Mm. The ability to embrace paradox is probably one of the biggest things that I would recommend for anyone to do to hold two opposing thoughts in your hands at one time Mm. and not get anxious or not feel to be able to say like, you know, I think uh, there's a, a professor that talks about this is hard, this is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or to be able to say this doesn't feel good and it mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. Or to be able to say um, empathy, um, uh, no, understanding doesn't mean agreement. Right, it doesn't. To be able to sit with those thoughts, like it, it's tough to be able to say understanding isn't agreement, that I can understand you and not agree with you. Or to be able to say, this doesn't feel good, but it is good for me. People, we naturally limit ourselves because we have to pick one. Mm. Pick both and imagine what happens to the brain. Imagine what happens when you pick both. They're like, well, I don't know what to do. It's like, you'll find out Mm. if you can embrace both. So two sides, one, be able to use step into empathy really, really concretely to the point where you can challenge bias, get good at being able to find out when your mind is drifting to a place and go bring it back. Um, and then the other one is get good at being able to sit and embrace two opposing answers at one time and say it's both of them. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And then you design from that. So hopefully that was helpful. Yeah, no, definitely. For sure. Just uh, this actually means a lot of different things in my head. Uh, I'm going to definitely replay this for sure. Uh, you know, design thinking is one thing which, you know, nobody can think of uh, back in the days. And today is a little different. Uh, the world has changed a lot. 
So Joshua, before you leave today, I just had one last question. Now, according to your, you know, your bio, okay, it says that you are a, a leadership sales, marketing, and technology award that that's you received. Did you design it that way? Uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. It's like because you're you're talking marketing, you're talking sales, you're talking technology, and then you're also a development uh, leader also. So, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, did you did you design it or did it just happen by accident? Yeah, and so my my story just comes from a place of being in human services for a very long time, um, and I've always had a team wherever I've always been. So I've always had to like lead a team. So when I say human services, naturally people are like, oh, everyone's in human services. But designing a pen or creating a pen isn't human services. I'm talking about, I've been a part of organizations that their very first point of contact is a person. Like they serve people directly. Um, and so I've always had a background of having to develop teams that directly serve people. Um, and at the end of the day, when you talk about sales, when we talk about marketing, when we talk about leadership, when you talk about strategies, it's designing for behavior. Hmm. Like what is the behavior that you're hoping to create in a campaign, in a strategy, in an internal team process? Um, so at the end of the day, that's really what it's about is that I've just been really good and fortunate to be able to use gifts, skills and talents and create, um, let it be a, a leadership avenue for people. That's mm -hmm. the behavior. What are the behaviors I want to create in that or mm -hmm. jump into people's marketing strategies or product design or service design? And we start with um, what I say with human centered design all the time. The first question you should always ask yourself is what's the human need behind it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Thank you again. Hopefully, I'll be part of that design thinking uh, uh, team of yours, uh, you know, whenever that time comes. Uh, you know, it's uh, learning from you is just learning a lot of things. And it seems like you have a lot of small, small nuggets. And I'm pretty sure there are other, other nuggets that we haven't even touched uh, yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you again, Joshua, for, for being here. But before you leave today, do you have any last words for all my listeners and my viewers? And how is your journey on Back to Basics, too? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, so I'll ask you a question on the back to the basics in a moment, but if I had to leave people with any last words, um, gosh, there's so many last words I could give, uh, but I'm actually wearing a shirt, uh, which is interesting. You can't see it all, but um, it actually says people first process second. Mm -hmm. And if I could, if I could leave that with anyone, um, it is to design with people and not for people create with people and not for people. And that is tough to do for people means that people were in our minds. There was good intention. Um, they were, they were uh, you know, in our hearts. We meant well by them and then going back to good intention. Um, but intention and execution are two different things. Mm. With people means you brought them into the room. Mm. With people means they're a part of the actual ideas and processes and things like that. And that takes a different beast to do. It takes a different person to be able to navigate 17 different personalities, 17 different lived experiences, 17 different walks of life, navigating 17 different ideas and move them forward. And that's human-centered design. So mm -hmm. if I can leave people with anything, that it is people first, process second. Build your processes, your strategies, your forward movement, your scaling, your business ideas, but build them around people, build them with people and not for people. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again, uh, Joshua. And before you leave, how was your journey on uh, Back to Basics before you leave? Yeah, this was a great time. I think it was a great, uh, even this was the pullback to shoot forward. This was pausing for a moment, having a good cup of coffee, or so you think it's coffee, um, and being able to like have just a great conversation. Um, I believe Back to Basics is is something that, uh, it's. A, I think you create a space for people to pause. And I think that's really, really important to be able to sit in a moment of what do I need to shed and uh, and how do I need to move forward? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Joshua, thank you again for coming on the show. Definitely an honor, and I've learned so much from you. And I've even talked there with you offline with other items too. And it's it's great talking to you, and again learning from you. So thank you. Yeah, it was a good time. Thank you. So guys, we spoke with Joshua today, and we talked about personal branding. We talked about designing your world, designing you. You think people first, or do you think you first? You have to decide whatever you think is is best for you to do design. Now, as usual, as always, there is a quote of the day from Back to Basics, and hopefully, Joshua will like uh, my quote of the day. We design our world while our world acts back on us and design us. That is a quote of the day, because you know what? We design the world the way we want to design. I think that's what we're all trying to say. As usual, as always, what do we always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care. God bless. Keep on commenting on all my episodes because it helps me day by day, week by week. Because you guys are listening and making me stronger. And there are three things in every episode, including this one. For me, it's a hit, which is content, the guest, and definitely the host. Guys, take care. God bless, and I will see you next time on Back to Basics. Thank you. God bless. next week's episode on back to basics they really need a you know personal assistance because you know being in this uh, day and age you, even the kids have very tight schedule and they have to be you know ahead of the time and ahead of the, their schedule all the time hmm. so you have to uh, so the idea is that we we have the quill we have the supporting app and we have the cube uh, which all bundles together and you know it really contributes to keeping you on track there's a module in the app which uh, you can you know log in with your uh, any email account and it sort of you know gets to know all the schedules and any 